dun, dun. I think I've done this one before. Dun, 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 dun. You're shorty. It's your birthday. It's my birthday. Hello, welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. This is the podcast that invites you to come find yourself so you can listen to this and say, oh, thank God for that. It is not just me. And I can speak to you and say, that's right. It's not just you. It is also me. So I promised you that I would record this every day. And uh, here I am on the day, what is the anniversary of my birth? I'm 47. And it was the Queen's birthday yesterday. If you have a look on my socials, you'll see there's a picture of her, which um, was an authorised kind of, you know, publicly, what do you call it? The palace released a photo of the Queen looking like the cover of one of Ice-T's album. So um, let me just have a quick look um, and see if I can tell you which one it was. Because the Queen is pictured with a massive white horse either side of her, like just a fuck off big white horse. And she stood there like, yeah, yeah, gee, look at me and my uh, horses. Um, And there is an album which is very famous. Listen to me trying to fill. Mm, It's not power, but it's got a picture of, I think, Ice-T's wife holding either side of her a Doberman. At least this is what I thought. But if I'm looking now on the album Power, Ice-T's wife stood wearing what looks like a mankini. Um, I mean, it is. This is where Borat got it from. It And it looks like the most violent piece of swimwear you ever did see. And for all of the things that you see now on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, where people are just not wearing enough clothes. Back in the day, so this was 1988, women's swimwear was fucking vicious. It's like yanked right up, yanked all the way up. Um, And in the case of Mrs. T... It's not to be confused with Mr. T's wife, Mrs. Ice T, Mrs. Ice. I don't know, but she's holding, what is she holding? A gun. That's nice. Um, And Ice T's got one arm behind his back and a pair of pressed blue slacks on. So, yeah, go and check out that album cover. Maybe don't check out any of the lyrics. Um... God, I remember buying a Body Count album when I was a teenager. That's not easy listening. So, uh, yeah, anyway, regardless, the picture of the Queen with a motherfucking horse either side of her. <laughs> I'm getting so much trouble for this. Um, reminded me of an Ice Tea album cover that doesn't exist. Um, so I didn't get to massive motherfucking horses for my birthday but I did get some very nice things got a very nice jumper and uh uh a big (laughs) throw that I really wanted and I wanted to use as a wall hanging but I've got a bit of a problem in that I didn't check how big it was I just looked at the photograph online and I thought oh that's on a wall and and there is a table and chair next to that wall that looks to scale that looks like it would probably fit on a wall in our house except that it doesn't so I think it is now a throw which covers 
the entirety of our king size bed. Um, it's very nice, but yeah, ain't no wall in this house that it really is going to fit on in the way that I had envisaged because, you know, light switches and skirting boards and power sockets. <sighs> First world problems, aren't they? The queen wouldn't have this problem. She said, get me that throne. <laughs> Put it in the utility room. Um, I wasn't planning to talk about this, but here we are. This is where we're at. I had originally intended to talk to you about um, how a woman must have her secrets. And one of my secrets was exposed yesterday. I did read that women are supposed to have a hinterland, which I don't know. I mean, you know, you must have a hinterland, uh, an intriguing past, a hobby, something that you're really good at, but people don't know. Oh, what this? a uh, crocheted version of the bio tapestry. Yeah, yeah, I just, you know, been working on it for the past seven years in my spare time. Um, yeah, I don't have a hinterland, do I? Maybe, a bit creative. I haven't crocheted a bio tapestry recently. But um, yeah, so you're supposed to have your secrets as a, as a woman. I read something that did make me laugh. It said in the same vein that, um, that was it, English women have no mystique. It was written by a French woman. You English women have no mystique. You um, go to the toilet in front of your men too often. And um, I have to say, I've never sat on the pan while my husband's been in the bathroom, ever. Um, it's not my thing. But I do know people that will quite happily sit on the toilet with the door wide open. Not my cup of tea. Um, but, you know, if it is your thing and your partner doesn't mind or if it's your thing and your partner does mind then all power to you for being <laughs> true to yourself now you see when they say bring your whole self to work if you're a person that sits on the pan with the door open uh and you take that to work I don't think your employer is going to like that so maybe if you see an employer that says bring your whole self to work ask them exactly how much of my whole self are you willing to take on because I got some pretty horrible habits um so the secret that was exposed is this we have two dogs you know this if you've been listening for a long time and um my mother-in-law is very wise woman very observant woman and when we took both the dogs I think there is an episode on this when we took both the dogs to my sister-in-law's and the boy dog disgraced himself by wiping his ass on the carpet and then throwing up under the dinner table because he'd eaten some cat shit in the garden. I mean, it was just like, you know, when you think, oh, hello, hello, sister-in-law in your lovely house with your cream carpet. Thank you very much for allowing us to bring our dogs in on the condition that they're well behaved. And then your dog does that. Um, and then your sister-in-law is gracious enough to say, it's OK, we, we, we're cleaning the carpets tomorrow anyway. Yeah, we were that part of the family that comes around and trashes the cream carpet. So we've got two dogs, the, um, yeah, the, the boy dog and the girl dog. And my mother-in-law correctly observed that little Luna Boona, the girl dog, she went, oh, she's your dog, isn't she? And Vinny is my husband's dog. And they do tend to lean towards us in that way. So my husband sat on the sofa, Vinny will put himself, you, you couldn't, he couldn't get himself any closer. He will like get 
get on the sofa and then almost like balance on his front paws to tuck in his bum and his back paws and back legs like you couldn't get a, a piece of paper between the two of them he, he cuddles right in and he will not do that with me and likewise you know Luna does love me more <laughs> I mean I'm sure they just love who feeds them I like to think she loves me more and so it has come to pass that typically um, my husband walks Vinny and I walk Luna that's just how we roll. And some people think we're unusual. They're like, you want your dog separately? I'm like, yeah. They're like, uh, are you two okay? I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Uh, we just do what works for our family. And it means everybody gets a walk, um, particularly when you both work from home. You know, you need to be both making sure you get out. Otherwise, like, you know, somebody's going to die. Um, <laughs> and and uh, so we take the dog separately. Until yesterday... My husband said, oh, I'll take Luna out. I was like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And he came back and he went, um, this is not fair. She's really, really well behaved. I went, mm-hmm, yeah. I thought that was just because it was with me. Uh, no, no. So she, um, she's ruined it. She's absolutely ruined it. And uh, today I thought, because I was in the receipt of gifts, I would give my husband the gift of walking little Luna, the easier dog to walk. And I would take Vinny for a run oh how I paid the price and it started off fine I mean he's boy dog so he has to stop and urinate whenever and, and I know you're not supposed to just let them wee wherever they like but we live in the sticks you know he's not he's not weeing on people's doorsteps or on their children um so you know you have to wait until he's like slashed everywhere and then you can get a good pace going and uh yeah so we're having a nice run everything's going well and then he ran through a hedge onto the gallops. And I got him back successfully. So that was fine. And I thought, you going on the lead, mate, if you're not going to behave. And then over yonder in the field we were heading for, he saw, I saw it first. I was prepared. There was an enormous deer, huge fawn-coloured thing doing skibbity-hibbity across the fields. And Vinny went batshit. He, um, I, I, I don't know if you know what a Vizsla sounds like as a dog, but if they see a cat, pheasant, rabbit, deer, that they do this yodeling kind of, it sounds like they're being harmed. So he starts screaming. I'm like, great, we're going to have to double back. I'm not, I'm just not going into that field because I know what's going to happen. Uh, so we had to double back and do a different route. And I was going through a field and we saw one of his nemesis nemesises nemesi uh fortunately me and the uh person that was walking the other dog saw one another and got our dogs on the leads because they equally hate each other i don't know if you've got dogs if you've got this they will have a nemesis and uh yeah so that was great because they both butt their tits off at each other and um after that it was okay but i sort of realized that oh this is it for me now. My husband said, I think we should take it in turns on walking each of the dogs. Like, Luna. So she gave away our little women's secret and our hinterland has been destroyed. But I guess having two dogs be easier than having two massive white horses like the Queen. 
we're nearly there. We're nearly there, aren't we? Um, I'm going out soon. In a few hours, we're going to go for dinner on famille. And uh, it intrigued me to read that this place that we're going to says that um, something like it is a true place of calm where you can treasure your experience with us. And I thought, but we're taking our children. So I'm wondering how far we can get into the meal before someone says twat or publicly belches or knocks a drink over by accident. I don't know. I'm sure they'd be, I mean, I'm doing them a disservice. They are <laughs> mostly extremely well behaved in public and they are mostly exceptionally good company when they're on form. But, you know, you don't like to count your chickens when you're dealing with teenagers. So we are there now. Um, thank you for the birthday wishes. Thank you to um, my daughter's podcast listening crew who said happy birthday to the big T, which initially I thought was going to be the big teeth because I have got big teeth. Um, but yeah, much appreciated. Good to know that I have a very broad age demographic of listeners. So yes, big up yourselves. Um, I'll be back with you tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this, give it a share. Just WhatsApp it to somebody or email them and say, I think you'd like this. She's talking about the Queen having motherfucking horses. And I'll find out now if my entire podcast is going to be cancelled on that basis. Love you. Bye bye. <laughs>